0: Welcome to Dear Future Husband, Dear Future Wife. My name is Simona R. Johnson and I am your weekly host. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, Dear Future Husband, Dear Future Wife, our goal is to have the right conversation before marriage. And um, this month we have been talking about the importance of healing, self-worth, self-love, And it's definitely going to be amazing having you, Apostle Mike, because from a male standpoint, we wanted to talk about what is it like um, embracing self-love and starting a new chapter as a male. We know we hear from the ladies often, what does that look like, but today we're going to be hearing from a male standpoint. So I want you to introduce yourself to the Dear Future Husband Wife podcast community. Um, I know your, your bio is extensive, so this is gonna be amazing. I think you can do better with it than I can. So introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Absolutely, and thank you so much, Simone, for having me a part of this amazing journey. Hello to all of our dear future husbands and wives. I wanna just introduce myself very briefly. I am Mike Ebron Jr. I am a mentor, I'm a spiritual leader, an apostle by nature, I've been in ministry for 19 years. I'm a 13 year veteran I'm a songwriter I'm an author I'm a serial entrepreneur And I'm just a pillar In today's society and community But I haven't always been all these things And I have grown Into being and involving Into the man that I am today I am currently engaged To one yes. of the most amazing Females on this earth I'm telling you someone an, an absolute <laughs> queen is the absolute queen Uh, Shout out to uh, to Keisha Allen. I can't wait to start this next journey. And I'm so glad that you got me for this podcast because as you said, more commonly, we hear from the females. And so to to get a male to open up, to uh, get a male to talk about, um, you know, preparation for engagement, preparation for dating, preparation for marriage. um, I I think it's uncommon, but I think it's very well needed. It is needed, especially... In today's society. So I'm a preacher. I can talk. You can tell me how you (laughs) want to narrate this thing, (laughs) and we can go all in
0: listen one of the things about um, myself as a host it's not to do 21 questions it's the flow is to have a conversation and I love that you dived right into exactly what we want to talk about healing and let's not um, miss the fact that the black community uh, we're people of color so we cannot miss the fact that the black community the black males I don't think there is enough people talking about healing for our black male so Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the importance of our men walking around so broken and so bruised, and there is not enough resources or um, not enough help available for them to get the help they need. Or is it that they're just not ready to embrace that they need help?
1: Well, first, let me start here and say this that I'm a firm believer that men need other men to become better men. Let's just start this first and foremost. Secondly, um, I think that it goes back all the way to our childhood and the way that yes boys are raised different than girls right boys are raised in a manner that you're not supposed to cry boys are yes. raised in a manner to and and so what this does is um it, it teaches them to suppress their feelings we have to suck it up we have to be tough we can't articulate and express our feelings and so when we grow up if we don't have anyone to teach us healthy communication to teach us how to uh you know manage our emotions and whatnot what begins to happen is of course we we develop we grow older we mature but from that emotional standpoint there's a blockage because we have never been taught to properly you know express our feelings and so this is where it gets very dangerous when we're dating, when we're engaged, and even when we're married, that our spouses or our better half feel emotionally disconnected because we don't have the same language of expression. And so they may be worried, nervous, and all that. We're calm, we're nonchalant. It seems as if we're not engaged or we're not concerned or that we don't care, but it's that no one's ever given us the proper tools and strategies to communicate on this level now i know i already released a bombshell and i we we didn't even get nowhere near (laughs) some of the other stuff i mean it it comes down to also you know manipulation yes Uh, it comes down to you know uh you know failed relationships and failed expectations it comes down to all sorts of things that you know a a boy or a young man will go through throughout his life that now that he's an adult has to make adult decisions, it still stems off a of previous experience. And if you have the residue of failure yes. before, if you have the residue of hurt and pain before, if you have the residue of that last relationship was a toxic relationship, and, and you don't take the time to get healed, you don't take the time to really deal with situations. And even if that other person did things wrong to you, what are mm. some things that you could have did right or what are some things that you could have did to help that person? If we don't take accountability, yes. in then what it's going to do is it's going to be a perpetual cycle and we're going to get into another relationship and we're waiting for something to trigger us to bring us back to that old season or Oof. those old experiences. And so I love what you're doing here today and what we're even doing and accomplishing here today as we talk about self love and self preparation you know I, we always hear that the females need to work on themselves and yes. prepare themselves to be the wives you got to learn how to cook you got to learn how to clean and you got to do all these things but where are the voices that are saying we also need our men to step up and not be boys but to be men where are the voices that are saying that we need you to be educated. We need you to be healed and to be whole, mm. and not be toxic. We need you to not version and lust and not want to do menage a trois and always need you to settle down and be a husband, be a father. Come on here. And we don't have, the, the, the voices aren't as loud as the voices are that females, you got to do this and you got to do yes. that. You got to do that. And that's an issue. That's a problem
0: absolutely oh my gosh that was a lot of great gems y'all Ooh, that was fantastic and here's the thing about the males because I've growing up like you said the woman we got the preparation I feel like healing is 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 a version of to a more emotional side and because men were never taught how to tap into that emotional side, a lot of men don't get the healing because it is going to it is gonna require for you to tap into a side that you're not familiar with because now you have to address the hurt. You got to address the pain. You got to address the past. You got to address some things. And because you guys were always taught how to be strong and don't cry and toughen it up, how do you now go back and deal with the things that you were kind of taught never to you know, talk about? Like, why are you crying? How do you go back and now address that when you pretty much have been taught all your life that you're a boy, you're supposed to be strong. So how do you now become vulnerable when you were taught all your life to be strong?
1: I'm gonna be completely honest. Once again, it takes men to be better men. And so you need a community of support you need mentors you need coaches you need uh, advisors or people that you can confide in you need spiritual leaders um you know to a certain extent you may even need therapy yes uh, i'm just going to be transparent for me you know and even where i am now in my current journey and my current process in my current life as of right now now i am one that have been married and divorced i am one that have spent 10 years in a very toxic relationship and I didn't I don't know if I didn't realize that it, it was toxic or that um, I guess I cared so much about society and I cared so much yes. about trying to you know trying to keep something together that was never even really meant to 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 be together so to speak I was the one um, you know and I think that this is another thing that's not talked about men that are in relationships that are manipulated
0: that mm.
1: are abused There absolutely. are things that, that, that go on Behind the scenes, behind your Instagram, you know Pictures, oh, Facebook pictures Things of that nature And I was one that suffered in silence And even as a spiritual leader Trying to keep it together um, You know, for the sake of faith And for the sake of the church And, you know, I, I married other people I counseled other people and it's working for them Why isn't it working for me? You know, all, all sorts of you know, uh, different things, um, you know. And so for me, it took really a wake up call of after going through 10 years of suffering. And I'm telling you, I didn't even get into some of the things that I suffered, um, you know, within those 10 years. But after uh, some of the things that I suffered in those 10 years, it really took a wake up call like, okay, you really need to get it together. And I, I, I had my mom who would, you know, always tell me, you know, you deserve better and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it until I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. It wasn't until I was tired of being broken. It wasn't until I was ready for something different. So what happened for me was my mentality and my mind began to shift and begin to change and say, you know what? I want, you know, I, I want better and I deserve better and I'm ready for better. And so what I began to do was... I went to I went to counseling and nice. I, I finally accepted the fact that even in these circumstances that I was in, even in all the, the toxicity and, and, you know, all these, you know, different things that were going on, that it didn't necessarily make me a bad person. Now, I will say I will also say this, that it always takes two. and I'm never going to paint the picture like the other person was the whole issue and I was never a problem um you know i also believe that there are certain levels of maturity and yes, i think absolutely. something that i know that i do now in my relationship is i'm very vocal we have conversations we have discussions past present future you know we check in how are you feeling about our relationship right now uh, my opinion, that's good very very vocal and i think that i didn't do that well i know i didn't do that in my previous Relationships, and in my previous marriage, okay. Um, another thing is, um, I felt that I was a good person, but because I was a good person, doesn't necessarily mean that I was a good spouse.
0: Mm, that's great, and
1: that's dangerous water right there. Absolutely, because men are the type of characters, or by nature, is we feel that if we give effort, that we do our job. If we're the, if we're providing, we're doing our job. If the bill's getting paid, we doing our job. But we also need to understand that it's more than just being able to pay a bill. It's more, it's, it's more than just saying that, you know, you're doing your due diligence as a man. You still need to be connected to your family. You still need to have values and structures and a game plan. The game plan isn't just, you know, we live here day to day and we just cohabiting. Where do we see ourselves in the future? Where do we, what do, what values we want to incorporate among our children? What assets mm. and what, you know, we, we, we need to start thinking relationships as longevity, yes. as legacy, as a, you know, somewhat almost as a, as a business, so to speak, versus we just tolerate one another.
0: Absolutely. 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 Oh, my gosh. Ooh, that was so amazing. Um, now, here's what I want to say, because do you feel like it gave you a, a, an advantage in counseling because of your um, spiritual black background compared to someone who probably don't have the influence of a spiritual background, and they're just kind of living in cycles? Because what really takes place is a lot of men are just living in cycles they're not quite sure how to get out because they don't have a spiritual foundation or a godly support so they continue to go in cycles because they don't know like, OK, this I, I know I keep going around and in, 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 in circles, but I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong or what's causing um, things not to work. So with yourself, was it that, you know, having God on your side gave you an upper advantage to seek help?
1: I would say for me, um, being honest, um, I've always been a, a practical person and I've always been, um, you know, I always had a certain relationship with God that God gives us wisdom, right? God is so creative, so skillful, he's so mindful that he created everything, right? And he created us as, uh, you know, as his creation. But then he also gives us revelation, like someone had to create an airplane, someone had to create, you know, construction, someone had to make these, you know, bridges, someone, you know, we have surgeons, we have doctors, that's how skillful and mindful god really is and so for me you know like i said being a man of faith you know i don't you know i prayed i've been prophesied to i had people lay hands on me and oil smeared over me you know, all these different things but yet here i still was suffering in silence and so the mm. decision for me wasn't based upon you know oh you know my spiritual background no it was based upon everything else that i was trying wasn't working and so Got now it. that i'm at a rock and in a hard place you know, maybe I should go to someone that specializes in this area. Mm -hmm. And I actually realized that once I went through this counseling and once I went through this, you know, therapy and this session and everything, I actually um, discovered who I was. You see, I lost myself in the process of, you know, trying to, you know, be something or Uh, you know you know do for everyone else and be the provider and do all this i lost myself and my values and what i like and what i enjoy and i'm not saying that in a relationship there aren't going to be times where you sacrifice things but when you begin to lose your yourself as a whole individual and when you begin to lose your morals you begin to lose your values and all these things and you find yourself changing and the change ain't even for the better that's a bad situation to be in Mm. and so I regained my inner strength and I regained my original uh, identity and it was in my healing process that I found now my bride to be and the crazy thing about it was she was in a similar situation as well she was in a situation of self-preparation she was preparing herself marriage she had got out of a rough situation as well and so we both were coming together in our healing process and what was so great for us was it wasn't that you know we were hurt and we just needed to heal and move on or no 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 our, our our initial journey was very slow and it was very thorough to the point. Like we laid down everything on the table. I'm not gonna put up with this. I came out of this. I can't deal with this. This is where I am in my healing journey. I need to heal individually in these areas. And then I think that you can help me heal as a, as a you know collective in this area. So that was our discussion. And it has been such an amazing journey and an amazing process to watch individuals support one another Yes, in their healing process separately and together. And it has been such a huge asset for our relationship.
0: That's fantastic because as you were speaking, what came to mind and a lot of people, and this is a thing about serving God, having a relationship with God, because I'm sure a lot of people would say, um, I'm going to wait until I'm fully healed. Um, before I start dating or I'm going to wait until I'm fully at the place that they think is completely where they need to be before they they allow someone into their lives. So what would you say to that person who's like, well, no, I'm not, you know, completely healed. I know you touched on, hey, you met your... um, future spouse at a point in your journey where you were healing and she was also healing. And together, I believe that y'all made a, a huge difference to each other's journey as a result of healing and understanding the importance and the calling that's on your life. So to that person who's saying, Well, um, I don't know. skeptical about getting out there and dating um, because they're thinking that they have to be perfect.
1: I would say this, that number one, you have to understand that you're perfect at being 100% yourself. And so when you are 100% yourself and when you are authentic, no one can be a better version of yourself. Now, in regards to healing, in regards to deliverance, in regards to pain and all these different things you have to know yourself i think that a lot of people um you know they use this excuse that i'm gonna wait until i get completely healed i'm gonna wait until you know this that and the third and then time passes them by and then they are you know they get a little upset either with god or a little upset with their situation (laughs) Now. you know, I, I by now I should have been married. By now I should have did this by now. And I think it really comes, comes to a place and to a point where um, um, you, you don't have to quote unquote wait until you're one hundred. You have to find someone that sees where you are currently at and that is you know willing to uh, you know meet you where you're at pretty much that's basically what I did. You know, like I said we were both in our healing process. And we both had this discussion that if we're going to do this we don't want to be a rebound for each other. We don't want to be a clutch for one another. Have we, we, were at, we still need to be healed in certain areas. And so this has to go slow. This is my boundary. This is my limitation. And I'm telling you, it was, like I said, one of the most beautiful processes ever. Why? Because there was an expectation. And I think that's another thing. Um, you know, we go through puppy love. The color food <laughs> and all these When it comes down to trauma and triggers and all these different things, there's really no real discussion. Even in our adulthood, you, you know, know um, very, very, very briefly, could I ever remember as an adult having conversations of certain situations? Oh, yeah, I might have went through a bad breakup. My last, you know, boyfriend cheated on me or, you know, whatever. But it was just very brief and nothing was very uh, discuss as far as you know. This triggers me. This hurts me. This makes me feel this way, etc., etc. And I think that the more conversations we have, and the more intentional about the information that we share in the conversations, um, yield the type of relationship that we're going to have. Do we want to have an open and honest relationship. Do we want to have a transparent relationship? Do we want to have a healthy relationship? Um, and I think especially in today's society where uh, there are a lot of single mothers. There's less fathers in the homes. There's less yes. dynamics and dinners at the table and all of this. And so what happens is we don't really have a lot of examples of how this thing should be modeled and how this thing should be patterned. And then although you may have a model and a pattern, you still have to realize another thing that me and her discuss that her parents' marriage was their marriage my parents marriage was their marriage and everyone else that we've seen was theirs but we have to do what works for ours
0: absolutely absolutely oh my god this is fantastic this is listen I really hope um, that our audience is going to be able to take a whole lot from this interview so let's talk about um what amazing queen. We talked about the importance of healing. We talked about, um, how your healing contributed to her and how her healing contributed to you. What was it about this amazing queen that you said, this is my wife right here. We're going to do this right. And I'm going to ask her to
1: marry me. Um, to be honest, it was, like I said, the, the level of comfort, um, that I, with her that we've established from the beginning it was the willingness to sacrifice on both ends i mean there's so much that i can say you know about her of course she's um well driven she's uh been a nurse for eight years she's still in nursing school now to become an rn and then she's still going to school after that she's a uh, business owner um you know there's just so much about her she's you know beautiful she's excellent she helps me uh you know with ministry me uh birth my book so she's very creative she's very smart she's very witty there's so much like i said that i could say about her specifically and what are some of the characteristics that you know i just love about her but i guess what would really uh would really click throughout all of our time together and really said, you know what i really feel that this is the one uh it goes back to the healing. And it goes back to the fact that when I found myself, and now that I am myself, and I was able to discuss that this is who Mike is, this is, you know, what Mike believes as far as values, this is where Mike sees his future, Um, and it was her being willing to add the pieces to the puzzle, and not so much submit in a way to where, you know, I rule over her or anything of that nature, but her willing to submit in the manner of, yeah, she can get with this. This this, this is what, uh, you, know, uh, you know, she's been praying for and this is what she's been preparing for. And so she was ready and I was ready. And once again, it was still throughout our healing phase. And I can say even this now, even months later, a year later, we are still healing, even working up towards our marriage. But we have made progress. So much, and I think that we're going to be continuing to heal from the end of, you know, uh, the end of time until I do, you know, until we go on to be with the Lord. I think that it will be a forever healing because we're going to forever mature, we're going to forever love one another and support one another and push one another. And I think that that's another thing when it comes down to healing. I think that it's really gauged by both individuals and the you know what was your expectation what is what is your uh, vision as far as you know growing and maturing and developing and then of course because we are spiritual leaders and everything we have coverings we have mentors we have people that pour into us we still hang around those that are married those that have longevity in marriage and things of that nature listen to our elderly. We spend time with them. We dissect and we learn. and You know, there's all sorts of things that but to any couple that is listening or to any individual that will listen uh, to this, I want you to understand this, that, um, you know, your healing process is something that takes time. And I think yes. that society makes it seem that it's a rush right thing, thing that, you know, oh, you went through a devastating break up last year. And so by next year, you know, you got to be totally healed. No, you, you heal. And as long as your partner are on the same page and agenda and constantly checking in, this is where I am emotionally. This is where I am physically, financially. This is where I am with my triggers. And this is where I am with, you know, this situation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. As long as you guys have that, communication and you guys have that understanding and then you do certain things you do date nights you do you know you go you know couples nights and do different things marriage retreats and you know all sorts of different things to help you with that process and understand that you are not alone in this I think that you're set up for success and that you're going to see a healthy relationship and I know that's an oxymoron compared to what we see in today's society because we don't see like I said we don't see patterns we don't see examples. I remember growing up and even now um you know stuff they were married 60 years, 70 years and all these different yes. things. And now there's two sides to that, right? There's one side where they were married all that long time and they were happy. And then the flip side to that is they were married all there were stuff that was going on And so they stayed married for the kids They stayed married to save face And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera Now, no matter what side That relationship was on One thing it did teach me Whether you were in the relationship That was married for 70 years With uh, you know little to no scandals and all that Or whether you were married 70 years with scandals It taught me one thing Either or, in your relationship, you're going to have to fight. Yes. You're going to have to fight. Now, what are you fighting for? Absolutely. What are you fighting for? Number two, how are you fighting? There's a right way to fight and there's a wrong way to fight. I am very against physical abuse. Very against it. But there are right ways to fight. And so we fight through prayer. We fight through support systems and counseling and advisors and mediators and, you know, everything Thank else. All the, all the right channels in order to, to fight. Uh, but what I've noticed is most relationships and most people, um, you know, the husband don't want to go to counseling, um, you no. know. All, all these issues and normally it's always the woman that is willing to fight <laughs> and the man that is not willing to fight and it all goes back once again to how we were raised it all goes back to um, you know the feeling of we don't want people in our business and we don't want people to look at us less than macho the man and all these different things and so in the dating phase and in the engagement phase and even in the phase um, unfortunately women have to create safe places and safe environments that a man feels vulnerable That's right. and That's when right. he is vulnerable you can't use that information and throw it back in his face or use it against him the same way he can't use your pillow talk against mm. you and so we need to have these conversations and establish these boundaries and have these trust so that way we are willing to make the sacrifice, I promise, uh, You know, women, you can really get a man—it, a uh, uh, one that really, really loves you. You can really get him to do pretty much anything for you, because uh, you know, if you have the right tools and if you create the, you know, the right atmospheres and this and that and the third, and it ain't got nothing to do with you taking your clothes off. It has everything to do with how you make him feel.
0: Yes, that's good that is so good listen y'all I really hope that you guys are getting some gems from this amazing conversation oh I definitely want to go back Um, I'm a strong believer that healing is a journey there's so many things that I could um, go back and say but I'm gonna say this that healing is a journey you never stop healing I was sharing um, yesterday that you know when you get into a marriage Um, You get into this marriage and you don't know what year of your life is going to show up in the marriage. You know, we have these conversations, we talk about everything, but it just might be. And I'm speaking from a female standpoint that the 15 year old him who got molested showed up in the marriage and for some reason you know there's been just different he's been doing good but somehow there's a trigger or something got triggered and it shows up in the marriage and now you know we were so prepared only for the wedding day that we weren't entirely prepared for the ins and outs of of these unexpected things that will happen in a marriage and you talk about fighting I, I highly encourage every couple to pray. Prayer is the key. It is not even, it is it is as important as the air that we breathe because without prayer, without having um, God as your third knot, you will be frustrated and before you know it, you will wanna join the divorce status uh, statistics that is alarmingly high. And we have to be willing now, I'm speaking from a female standpoint, to be able to stay before the presence of God, to be able to can identify and know how to strategically maneuver our partners through these trying times. You know, Apostle Mike, you talked about um, creating a safe space, and one of the common issues that happen in a relationship, you know, a man feels comfortable, and he opens up to us. We turn back around, especially when we're upset and we're like, oh, this is why this happened to you. And guess what we've done? We've done broken that trust. So he'll never open up to you again because now you allowed yourself to be upset or you allowed a a temporary moment to now create a permanent situation because what that told him is you have no self-control because in your space of upset, of being upset, you allowed a situation to control and dictate which is going to change the whole trajectory of the relationship so I really really believe that it's so important as women that hold dearly to the fact that uh, your partner um, finds safe haven in you, finds comfort in you, find peace in you, because when that is found, that's a rare gem, because it's not every female would have given a man that space of being vulnerable, of being um, comfortable, of just being able to to just let his guard down so um i just wanted to just kind of piggyback off of just being a safe space because so often uh, women we're so emotional we're emotional beings so we get in our emotions and you know we start doing things based off of the emotions not re emotions go away it's like oh well, i said that and sometimes an apology cannot fix the things that you would have said because it already created the damage um or harm to our spouse so uh, let's talk about the exciting things that you've learned now embracing this new relationship. You're getting married um, and and it's fantastic that your past helped to prepare you for this last chapter. Um, so how has it been? Exci- how has it been? planning for this new um marriage wedding we know it's not about the wedding day but how's it been you know being in a relationship that's now healthy and you guys are planning for your next chapter of your life are you a part of the wedding process are you really hands-on or it's just like okay queen do whatever it is that you want how are you with this part of the
1: the the planning (laughs) so it's absolutely amazing um you know even from from According dating to the engagement, um, it's just been a very healthy uh, manner. Um, Both of our families are um, very supportive, which just makes it easier, right? We're we're the ones in a relationship with each other. Um, But when you can get your family to to back you, that's just, it, it just makes it a little bit more easier, a little bit more comfortable. And so um, I remember the day that I uh, proposed to her, I proposed to her at her family's uh, family's house. And so all of her aunts, uncles, her cousins, um, you know, everyone was over there and they were all a part of the surprise engagement. And so oh, that was, you know, that, that, you know, that was amazing um, just to see us come, come together because I was living in Louisiana and she was, you know, she lives in Florida. And so to see us even, you know, do a long distance relationship and, and make this thing come together, uh, serve and and sacrifice for, you know, one another. Her being at school, me being on the road with ministry, she would, you know, travel sometimes with me, sometimes I would have to come to her, and to see the level of commitment and support that we had for one another, um, you know, it's just been an amazing journey, and I'm glad that you talked about, um, you know, the the biggest things even to this day, is focusing on our overall relationship versus just the yes. wedding, right? Um, and, and so we're always talking, you know, it's only 2022 and I already have plans and we already are, you know, talking in it, uh, 25, 24. Um, that's and, amazing. And, and that's what a partnership and a relationship is is all about. The wedding is going to be one day. It's going to be a, an event. It's going to be hour's, but our life is what we plan to spend eternity with, the rest of our life with. You know, especially for me. This is her first marriage, okay? This is not my first marriage. I, I don't want to keep having to. The- and so, like I said, I'm in one of the healthiest places and seasons. I believe that this the is the one that's going, going to last a lifetime. lifetime. And I want this to be the one that lasts a lifetime for her. Um, you know, I'm full hands on deck. Full hands on deck. I can't wait. Um, to see the manifestation. I can't wait until, um, you know, the wedding is here and we're ready for our next phase. And, and that's exactly how we look at our relationship. We look in phases. And so currently we are in a building phase. And so I would even say this men, to the men that are listening, just be honest, right? And so part of my healing process is because I went through a very um, difficult uh relationship and all such a different. When we were, you know, uh, talking and, and getting together, I, you know, I was uh, I was in the military, and so I was used to you know living a certain way. Um, I have a you know three bedroom house too, in front of a pine. Um, you know, uh, I, I was just used to living a certain way. My uh, divorce and, and, and breakup took a lot out of me, and so I'm in a house. Sleeping on the floor, not even on a, a, a air mattress. At the time that I met my future bride, that, can you imagine that someone that is used to, um, you know, uh, you know, buying cars for their spouse, stuff? And I remember the first holiday that we had. You know, I, I pretty much had to, you know, take everything out of me to create something meaningful because I didn't have the normal finances that I normally would have. To, to go out how I would normally do so I would say men just be completely honest in you know, yes. every endeavor in every area where you are financially where you are you know with your education where you are um, uh, you know uh, sexually and I'm going to put a side note here in my previous marriage um, you know pornography was a big stronghold for me and it was something wow. that I even hid from my wife at that appointed time, and it didn't matter how much sexual activity we had. It didn't matter how much she put it down, flipped it, and reversed. After we finished doing what we were going to do, I was still going to go and struggle with this addiction of pornography. Why? Because I never exposed it. I never had accountability for it, and I was more so ashamed to even asked for help or never even offered discussion but it came me not feeling that I had that safe place and mm. so in this relationship I have the safety that I need honorable as I need to be in every aspect so from the get-go listen this is where I am financially and I'm sorry that I don't you know I, I, my previous wife she was a stay-at-home wife I'm used to being a provider. And so now even being in this relationship, it's a whole different dynamic because am talking to a woman that can hold her own. She had two cars. She had her own house. She, you know, has has worked and is going to the caliber that I'm not even used to. Wow.
0: And so, uh, you know,
1: it, it's it's just an amazing, amazing journey an amazing process. And so once again, for those of you that are listening to the male's, to the female, to the engaged, the single, the married <laughs> couples, whatever, whatever status you are, I want you to, know, you know. Of course, we have all types of different stories, right? We look up to all different types of celebrities and all different types of movies on Lifetime and all this that the third. But I'm a real individual, a real person. Um, that thing. I've been through traumatic seasons. I've been through devastating seasons but I've also now been through mountaintop experience and you can have this too all it really comes down to is your level of maturity how you process your life you have to take responsibility I understand people may have done things to hurt you but you have to take responsibility for your life what you allow how you deal with certain stuff Um, you know whenever you get sick and tired of being sick and tired you're and how you go about maturing, how you go about healing, how you go about being delivered, um, whether that's a company of things or whether that's, you know, a few things, you have to do what you need to do to make it work for you.
0: That's amazing. And I wanted to say this, um, even as we get ready to wind down, um, I really appreciate your honesty and transparency in this um this, this interview, um, ladies, as even as, um, Apostle Mike shared, you know, sometimes it's fear. Um, and if we understand, um, the, 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 the concept of light and darkness, and this is why I, I say to, you know, women, we got to stay prayerful because here it was, you know, you were in a marriage and, you know, pornography was something that you struggled with but at the same time you didn't share. And this is what I say to couples, you don't know what is gonna be the struggle in a relationship. And as much as you talk about something in our mind, there's, there's a thought process because we all, the battle takes place in our mind. And something in your mind was like, no, I can't tell, I can't tell, I can't tell. And even if you have a super open conversation, there will be points in your relationship that something will tell you, don't say this, don't say this. And for some reason, you might be like, you know what, I'm not gonna say it. And later on, we can't handle your truth. And later on, we can't handle whatever it is that you release to us. So I just want us to remain prayerful because I do believe that when we are prayerful, that God has the ability. Oftentimes he shows us, hey, your husband's going through this or your wife is going through this and I want you to pray. I want you to pray about this. I want you. So ladies, listen, I'm, I'm, I root for my ladies. I want us to stay prayerful. Um, we have something at Dear Future Husband, Dear Future Wife, where I ask my singles to write prayers, um, write prayers, start writing your prayer. Ask God to reveal who your future spouse is. What are his struggles? What are some of the things you need to start praying about? Are you a blended family? Start praying about those things, um, you know, child what are some of the things is his mom in the picture is his mom not in the picture so what are some of the things that you need to start getting insight about ladies i don't want us to get so excited about planning you know on wearing the stunning dress and and the colors that we miss the key elements to preparation and the behind the scenes things that really can be an impact to how long of longevity your marriage will be so Apostle Mike, I thank you so very much. I'm going to ask you to give our audience three tips, three tips, or to our males, especially that we've been speaking to our males. If you want to speak to whether it's our singles, our males, I know you probably got more than three tips, maybe to a successful marriage or three do's and don'ts. You know, give them three, maybe more. I just wanted to give you a bare minimum, but you know. To someone who's listening, that's like, oh my God, this was powerful. This was amazing. What would you say? Speak to the hearts of somebody who's listening.
1: Absolutely, I'll say this to every king. Uh, um, number one, own accountability for yourself, your actions, your future, and then definitely when accountability towards your you. man, your spouse. Number two. Number two. Learn to find strength and integrity. Oftentimes, um, you know, we're intimidated. Um, different things will cause us not to act in integrity. But integrity is a powerful tool. And I promise you that if you find your strength and integrity, you'll find success in areas in which you thought you would fail or areas in which you thought that you're able to handle you're in, uh, integral about it faith. I promise you she can handle more than you think that she can and one of the last ones that I would give you accountability integrity one of the last ones that I would give you is of course have faith have faith, faith. for your future have faith for your family have faith even for yourself in each and every area of your life now there's many things that I there's books or many preachers or many motivational speakers that I can point you in the direction of but truly at the end of the day I really believe that if you take accountability for your actions if you begin to work on yourself as we talked about self-preparation and self-love you can start a new chapter and it can also be one of the most amazing chapters of your life I'm Apostle Mike and thank you so much for having me today
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Apostle Mike, for being on the Dear Future Husband podcast. Now, um, I know you got some books and some amazing things coming out. How can people find you, reach you, find the book, support the book? Um, and if you're at liberty to share, when is your wedding date? If it's the month, even if it's not the exact date, but what month are you getting married?
1: Absolutely. Once to you. Stay in contact with me. You can go to my website, www.mikeebron.com. You can look me up on Facebook, on Instagram, also underscore Mike underscore Ebron. And then follow me also. Amazing app called Clubhouse. I'm the founder of the Prayer Club Room. We do some amazing things in our community. Last year alone, 3000 dollars back to our community. So we do some amazing things there. And then as far as the wedding, only thing that I can give you is it will be this year
0: oh okay (laughs) that's fantastic well we are excited for you we thank you once again for extending your time I know that you're a busy man but we thank you so very much congrats to you and your queen I pray success I pray prosperity I pray nothing but So, thank Thank you again for joining us on Dear Future Husband, Dear Future Wife.